The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called less in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with brother will be liable to judgment, and whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin, and whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar, go first and be reconciled with your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be raised until you have paid your last penny. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you, whoever looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body go into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, Whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I, I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by the earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair black, white or black. Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Just a quick announcement before I jump into my homily. 
you'll notice that uh, our 11 o'clock mass keeps getting bigger. There's more of us in the pews and more of us standing along the sides. So we've been hard at work to uh, get our school ready to have an 11 o'clock mass as well down at the school. So that'll begin in two weeks, uh, right when Lent begins, so you won't have to stand in the back anymore. And uh, it's also, the parking lot's a bit closer to the school, so there's less of a walk to get to church. So it's the same time, not an overflow mass, it's another mass with all of uh, the, the worship band and everything that you have here we'll also have down at the school. All right, end of commercial today. Jesus does something very divine and powerful. We kind of get used to him talking like this, but for the Jewish people, only God could talk the way Jesus just talked to them, which is why they said, no one has ever spoken like this before. Jesus took the Ten Commandments that Yahweh had given on Mount Sinai, and he took them even further. And it's so good that he did because at the time of Jesus, there was some false versions of the Jewish faith that had crept in. You could say a perversion of what God's law was. Just think of how many people were being hurt. Jesus says, you can't just divorce your wife. Yes, you could pay her some money and send her away, but how many women at the time of Jesus were being hurt just because of this legal loophole? In Mark's gospel, Jesus talks about this word korban. If you didn't want to take care of your elderly parents, you just had to make an offering to the temple and send them on their way, and you were morally fine with just not having to honor them anymore. How many kids were hurt knowing that their, their dad sent their mother away, and their dad said, it's okay, God is fine with it? For those kids, obviously, God must not care much about them. Those elderly people all alone, those women, those children, were being hurt by a false way of living the Jewish faith. Thankfully, Jesus changed that. Now, the scriptures are written not just for them, but they're also written for us. And it's important for us today because there are perversions in Christianity that are hurting a lot of people. And I know that's a strong thing to say. There was a research done by the University of Notre Dame back in 2005, and they asked 3,000 teenagers what Christianity was. So these are Catholics, Presbyterians, Baptists, Evangelicals, Christians in name, and, and what they were looking for was not what they found, but they were so sort of stunned by what they found, what they realized was these kids actually did not believe in Christianity. They were calling themselves Christian, but what they were living was some other religion. The researchers called it moral therapeutic deism. These are 30-somethings today that answered this survey. And the survey was repeated over and over. That's a lot of big words on the screen. I'm going to water it down to three basic beliefs in this false version of Christianity. The first one is that God wants me to be happy and to be nice to others. 
and when they talk about what this happiness is, it's not the eternal joy of communion with God. It's more like the, the happiness you have on a hot summer day walking down the sidewalk with an ice cream cone. That's why God exists, and that's what he wants for us, is that we are happy. The second tenant in this belief is that God is there for my problems. God exists to take care of my problems, right? So when I have a mess in my life, he's like this divine butler who comes and cleans up the mess. When I have some financial issue, he's a heavenly ATM. God is there to take care of my problems. Otherwise, he's not a part of my life. And the third element of this belief system is that good people, when they die, go to heaven. And what is a good person? It's not a person who, because of their baptism, is transformed by Christ. It's a person who is nice and who recycles. <laughs> Some of you might be thinking, well, this isn't so bad, right? This kind of sounds true. We had to make sure we put misguided ideas on the slide so you weren't confused. Because it's not just our 30-somethings that we have to point to. If they believed this, it's because their parents and their grandparents were telling them that, and their priests and pastors were preaching that. This hurts people today. Let me give you three reasons why. If this is true, Christianity is not a big deal at all. It's just one more religion among any religion, and any religion is fine. So there's no real purpose or deep meaning of being a Christian. No kid wants to be a part of their parents' club, right? So if your parents are in the Christian club, just go do something else. Be a nice person. The second reason is that this says ultimately God requires, God cares very little for us. It's what the deism part means. It means he's just far away. It doesn't really care. And lastly, it turns the church into simply a helpful institution full of nice people. This is hurting people today. As a priest for 11 years, I've worked in 13 different countries and the only countries that suffer this are America, I'll throw Canada in there, some of Western Europe, but you don't find this in most places. It is something that we've all sort of been drinking as part of the culture. And it hurts people today. How many of our elderly here are sitting in their pew alone your kids have stopped going to church. Your grandkids have never been to a church. And you're here all alone hurting because of this false religion. I can't tell you how many times I've had to help people, specifically women, who are so hurt because they had a problem and God wasn't there for them. They were told God would take care of their problems, but he wasn't there and when that happens, the only answer is either God doesn't exist or he doesn't really care at all. And we've told our kids that this is what Christianity is, and no wonder they're so full of despair because you're saying nothing really matters. God doesn't really care. God might smile at you from heaven, but he doesn't welcome you. You might look to the stars and they twinkle and wink at you, but they don't really care. If nothing means anything, your life means nothing either. 
You see how many people can be hurt because of this? Well, what's the truth? The truth is actually Christianity is something so much more beautiful. I won't go into the whole, you could say, theology of Christianity. One answer to this, if this is what you've been believing, and you might be shocked at hearing this, we have a program called Alpha, which is an experience of true Christianity. That's the antidote to some of this, which is why we, we love our Alpha program. But the truth of Christianity is so much more beautiful. Think of the Sermon on the Mount. God says, Jesus says, God the Father has counted the hairs on your head. He says he has counted them. It doesn't mean God can guess them because he's smart. It means like a loving father, he's already run his fingers through your hair and counted them because he loves you. Jesus says, you see the sparrows flying around? He was outside when he was talking and there were sparrows. And he says, you see how they fly around? You are worth so much more than a sparrow. And not a single sparrow falls to the ground without the father knowing that's the English translation. The literal translation is God falls to the earth with every sparrow. He's not far away from your problems. He's right there next to you. Jesus told us through the scriptures that if we wanted to have life, all we needed to do was believe in him, to pick up our cross and follow him. Do you know what he told the man who picked up his cross and followed him on Good Friday? Because that man shared in the cross of Jesus, Jesus said to him, today you'll be with me in paradise. You see, God wants us to be happy. Jesus didn't come to hand out ice cream cones and tell us to recycle. There's so much more to our faith. It's so beautiful because as a Christian, we live lives that are full of truth and goodness and beauty. We don't really notice the lack of church attendance around us especially not here when we have to literally add a mass, right, to fit us all in. What a gift that is to, to be here. But when you encounter a friend out there, a family member, a colleague that doesn't go to church anymore, don't blame them so much as try to be a better Christian yourself. Those people are hurting because the only answer to life is a life lived with Christ. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.